So yeah, I have found two great locations. Um, yeah, but again, what can we do? We're in this. Uh, we have to. We have to get on with it. I'm not going to dwell and be like, oh. In, if anything, I've managed to flip it now to a sort of blessing in disguise that the two new sites that I had found, um, and I was about to start fitting them out, signing leases. It was really? All sort of, yeah, wow. I was just okay. getting into it. And then yeah. this is it. But blessing in disguise that I hadn't signed any leases and that I hadn't fitted them out. Because if I was in there, they would be shut because they would be solely coffee shops. I wasn't going to put bakeries on site. So... I'm seeing it as I'm going to focus solely on Hearn Hill now, whether it be that for the whole year. Uh, the other sites were Beckenham and Brixton. Um, whether whether they they go ahead or not this year, maybe it'll be next year. But I'm sure the landlord's not going to be in in. No one's going to be rushing to take the sites anytime soon. So no. I'm hoping that I'll manage to do it at some point. Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, the number one ranked entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, and those aspiring to be so. The aim of this show is to showcase the world's most inspiring and interesting people who've decided to screw it, just do it. We offer 20% inspiration and 80% education, giving you the tools and advice to start, grow, and scale a successful business. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, podcast agency owner with a number one podcast and startup advisor to global startup generator and early stage VC, Antler. Each week, I release two episodes, a Q&A every Wednesday with one of the world's most inspiring figures, plus a solo episode every Saturday where I cover the challenges that all of us are facing as entrepreneurs. Welcome to episode 243 of Screw It, Just Do It with me, Alex. Plus, this week, Lord Sugar's newest business partner, Apprentice winner, Karina Lepore. Now, I was meant to be meeting up with Karina at her artisan bakery, Doe Bakehouse in London, pre-lockdown. Obviously, we know what happened. So instead, she jumped on a live webinar with me and we chatted about her recent business experiences and vegan product range, how she's prepared for post-pandemic scaling up of her business and the impact that winning The Apprentice has had on her career, skills and life. Now on The Apprentice, Karina impressed Alan Sugar and his sidekicks Claude and Karen by winning nine out of the 10 tasks she was given, statistically the best ever in Apprentice history. Now, Karina owns Doe Bakehouse in Herne Hill, South London, having taken over from her father, along with her sister, Rochelle, after their bakehouse shut down in 2015 after a fire. Now, before the pandemic, Karina was looking uh, to give Greg's a run for its money on the high street and open multiple stores nationwide, eventually starting locally. Now, remember... If you enjoyed this episode and you got value, please let me know via the rate and review, which you'll see when you scroll down to the bottom of this page. Tell somebody if you got value from this podcast, everyone. Um, it's free. Um, it's been free for a very long time, this podcast, and we get some awesome guests like Karina. And the only way we can grow it organically and stay 
Uh, a top rated podcast is if you tell other people about it. Uh, and by leaving a rating and a review for the show, it means that um, we get ranked higher by Apple, which means more people get to see the show organically. So screw it, just do it. Karina Laporte. Karina, how are you doing basically at the moment? How have things been for you for the last few weeks? Good, yeah. I mean, look, I have a bakery. Everyone uh, will know that I run a, a bakery in South London. Um, so when the first sort of announcement came out, I think we're nearly we're nearly at three weeks now. So two weeks ago, um, yeah, it was a testing time for myself and my team. I didn't really know which way I wanted to go. Obviously, I linked in with Lord Sugar um, quite a lot, as I do anyway. And uh, I made the decision to continue trading and put in every sort of social distance element, every every sort of everything we could do that the government was saying to do, we've put in place. So yeah, it was a it was a test for us as a team and the adapting um, sort of side of it, we've all pulled together. We have put a lot of sort of measures in place. Um, you know, it's weird. It's weird for me. It's weird for my customer base to, to sort of have to, there's markings on the floor. They have to queue outside sort of two at a time. Um, there's no sit-ins. Obviously that was the first thing we, we stripped uh, the takeaway service for bread solely. Um, and we're delivering to all everyone's self-isolating in Hearn Hill and the surrounding areas. So, yes, we've had to adapt massively, but the team have fitted well, one baker per shift, two two of us per shift, and that's what we're doing. And everyone's happy at the minute, and I'm happy, and that's all we can do is all get through it. I know it's going to be businesses that are sort of struggling and, and we're all having to adapt. I think the social element and everyone's screen time has gone up massively. That's something yeah. I'm even trying to adapt to myself and next week I'm going to sort of really focus on that side of things um because there's a massive opportunity for a lot of us um business owners out there to to really engage like what I'm doing now this is my first sort of chat with Alex or, or anyone I haven't done anything like this so I'm definitely yes yeah, my first time. Uh, I definitely need to get more involved with the online element and yeah it's it's a good way to fill our days I think sort of bounce off each other and and learn and and help and network yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was going to say uh, another question, but do you um, are you connected with with many people like from the um, alumni of the Apprentice? Because I've seen you with like Sean a couple of times. I think so. I've been in contact with Sean a few times. Who won the previous year? Yeah, yeah. So um, my main sort of contact base, we've obviously got an apprentice winners group. I've then got a, a WhatsApp group for the apprentice lot that I was with. So we dabble in and out and we offer each other advice and help. I, I think at the beginning of obviously the COVID-19, we was all sort of uh, offering, the businesses are so different. I mean, you've got mm. recruitment agencies, you've got Sean online clothing business, you've got me, bakery. You've obviously got Leah, Dr. Leah, who's probably now moved to NHS, haven't spoke to her, but she had to then shut her, her businesses down for a while. And everyone, everyone is in different, different camps. And it's just, what can we do to support each other? Um, mm. And yeah, and, and sort of get through. And that's what we're, that's what we're doing at the minute. So I speak to to even my new newbies quite a bit as well, Pamela, Tommy, Ryan, Mark. We we all still in touch and offering advice as well daily. Nice, that's nice. And how, what kind of contact? Um, everybody always asks me this as soon as I know that I'm speaking to you. How much involvement do you have with it with Lord Sugar, for example? Um, so I try to. I either drop him now. I know he's quite active on like WhatsApp and social channels. I I drop him a WhatsApp every now and then, maybe twice a week um just to say like this is what i'm doing how are you how's the family just sort of that sort of chat 
Um, yeah. Emails, I think, could be could be daily. We, we, we're talking about business stuff, uh, you know, especially now with, with these times. Um, uh, yeah, so that's more of a daily thing, emails. And then we have like a weekly conference call, board call. Um, yeah, that's, again, business facts, what we're doing, blah, 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 how things. Um, but, yeah, so he, awesome. yeah. Yeah, he likes yeah. to keep, keep in touch with everything, um, how things are going. And, and yeah, if, if he can, again, offer any advice and send you down certain routes and what he, he would advise, then he's very, he's quite on board with, with that. So he's, he's certainly seen a few downturns in his time as well as a, a few upturns as well. So um, Yeah, exactly. I think people are always surprised when you, you say like how much contact, you, how much communication you have. Cause I've, I've, I've interviewed probably on my screw it, just do a podcast, probably, I don't know, a dozen people who've been on Dragon's Den and the people who've got investment again, are like in daily contact with like, um, what's the guy, Nick from, um, who owns Moonpig, you know, like the card company. It was like a daily oh, Nick, um, yeah, communication with, with, yeah. with their investment, which, which, you know, I think the first time I heard that surprised me, but um, it, it, it's nice to hear, isn't it? I'm sure every individual is different, but that, that is good to know, given the, the breadth of his experience at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I get that a lot in, in any sort of question, Q&As I do. It's always... Do you talk to Lord Sugar? Does he even yeah. does he, has he even been to the shop? Does he does he know anything? Blah blah blah. What's his favorite yeah. product? Um, but yeah, he's he's quite accessible and he he is there for support and he's on instantly online. If you WhatsApp him, he's he's there replying. You know, Twitter, isn't he? He's quite yeah. Twitter. Oh god, don't get him. <laughs> <out there. laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw I, I made me wonder because I um, was chatting to Sean and she was just about, I think it was March, wasn't it, launching a new swimwear line. And I thought, I wonder how much he's tapped him up for advice because literally like that, this kicked in and he just thought, wow, there's a time to be launching a, a new range. And like, you know, clients for myself, why not I make podcasts for um, a podcast agency that makes podcasts for different brands and entrepreneurs. And some of them, you know, big, you know, uh, 10, 11 figure businesses, like 100 million pound businesses who literally just shut down what we were doing, creating, you know, new content because they had factories in China, mm. couldn't make the products. They were looking for spring launches and stuff. And you're like, well, I totally get it. You know, you're just looking at your cash flow and all of a sudden, if the factories in China aren't open making yeah. what you need, it's game yeah. over, isn't it? Or at least if you can mothball stuff or like you've done, like you've been able to adapt yeah. And we were talking offline, like, you know, my local supermarkets, you can't get bread. We've made bread at home here, me and my, me and my kids, because you just couldn't buy it. So yeah. I, I yeah. think, you know, what you're doing is providing a solution to, to a problem at the end of the day. And I can imagine you get pretty good feedback from your customers, do you not? Yeah, yeah. It's been really nice, actually, because, again, at first I was sceptical. I didn't really know. You know, it's an unknown field for, for everyone, and, and I knew it was going to be a testing time, and, and we're in it now. We're in the thick of it. We're just going to have to come out the other side but um yeah a lot of dms i get a lot of messages um saying thanks for being open all my customers every day sort of thank me and my team for for remaining open and giving them that that sort of uh, daily routine they'll come down i've got the butcher next to me so they'll get their meat they get their bread they go home get their meat right. they get their bread, they go home so they build it into their sort of daily or every other daily routine and and it, mm. yeah if it can help someone's sort of mental state even just to come down and get, get their fresh bread um you i've found out massively how much fresh bread really means to people um i knew i knew it was yeah. a big deal before but now it's like it is quite important and it is quite an essential need um more so than i i've learned now more so mm. and and product range wise for you have you had to 
cut that back? Or what? Maybe you can tell yeah. us what, what what you what you offer. How many? Customers we had a massive. We, we have a massive product range. Um, we do cakes. We do obviously pastries. We do bread. We do paninis. We do rolls, filled rolls, sandwiches. We've cut it down massively. The bakers just uh, the sort of workload. I don't want to. Don't want to kill any of them off. So the amount of bread they're producing is the main focus. So that's right. that's it's not solely what we're offering. If they manage to do some pastries for the day, that they'll go in the morning, and that that will be it. It won't be any of us like we used to shout to them. Oh, we need a brownie, or we need some almond croissants. No, yeah. just let them do their quota. We sell out bread, and and that's it done. Um, we've we've sort of reduced opening hours. Uh, it's just two on a shift, so we just run an eight till four day. The bakers come in, they bake, they go. Um, so yeah, that that is it. That's that's how we've had to be quite strict. But um, I don't want to. I don't want to put anyone under any sort of unnecessary stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And and uh, imagine um, you've got yeah a matter of like older clients that are probably self isolating, and they'd be reliant on you know home delivery at the end of the day, aren't they? Otherwise, I mean, you know, they haven't got video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so many people I've spoken to, like my mum included, who's like nearly eighty, and they've just had to spend the last no, three years learning new technology. <laughs> oh no, I meant on here. It says oh. watch or something. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, maybe it's just David. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it must be just for David. It's working fine. Yeah, everyone else is fine. It's what was you saying? I went off track. Yeah, yeah. No, I was saying um, like a lot of people, you know, talking about technology, like my mum, you know, so many people have had to learn technology the last oh, three yeah, weeks, yeah. be that FaceTime, learning how to do oh, FaceTime yeah. or Zoom or, you know, like Netflix parties, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, even I was saying to you today, we better practice because I haven't done any, any of this. Insta Live is all like, uh, the furthest yeah. I've gone. So anything like this, I thought, well, right, okay, but we need to get that practice in. So I can imagine for, yeah, I've got my nan, my, my little boy talks to uh, my mum and hit my nan every night. He, he reads his daily journal to them via FaceTime. So she's like, oh, right. she has a phone up like this and you can see her nose <laughs> and it's like, oh, bless her. But, um, but yeah, it's learning, isn't it? And it's a strange time, but we've just got to make the most of it and, and do what everyone needs to do. Yeah, and, and and personally, how are you getting on? I know you got a little boy um, who's seven, I think. Was that right? Yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. So you've been juggling like as a mum. You've got like a bit of homeschooling, and then now Easter holidays, keeping him occupied, running a business. Oh god, yeah. Okay. Thought I'd be like this, like ah, by now. But uh, we've we've managed to find our feet. We've got a routine. He, he pinged it out. He sent it to everyone yesterday. So this is what I'm doing. It, you know, by hour by hour. Um, so yeah, now we've got that in place. I feel like right, okay, we know what we're doing each day, whether it's the hour of football, hour of maths, blah blah. And then yeah, I find the days go quite quick now. Yeah, like, was, yeah Once yeah. you have a structure to your to your working week, I feel like oh, it's first second. Yeah. Like, my own, like it does go quite quick. And um, mm. I've just keep saying to everyone, obviously, I lived last year. We all lived in a house. I lived in a house of sixteen strangers for two months. So with yeah. no no technology, no no family. So, um, yeah, it definitely, we're all going to get through this and uh, it will fly. Like, it went so quick. I was like, oh, eight weeks gone. All right. Uh, back home. So it will, yeah, it will feel tough. And I know at times we're all going to struggle, but it will we'll get there and uh, it will go a lot quicker than we than we think right now. Yeah, of course. You say you, you, you're in a house with um, with 16 strangers for eight weeks. And you have to hand your phones in, don't you? Is that right? Yeah, you have a phone, bank card, nothing. It's just, That's right. You, you, you like literally looked after by by the production team. Um, yeah. 
Yes, crazy, really. Yeah, I was chatting to Camilla Ainsworth yesterday, who was the finalist the year before yeah. with Jan, and she was telling me that. I was like, I didn't actually really realise you had all of that literally stripped from me. Yeah. People are like, why don't you work out, like, uh, Google, you know, the one where you're looking for stuff, look it up on your phone. Like, no, you don't have any. No. You literally have to use your brain for, like, it's so old school, but um, yeah. Yeah, you're just stripped of any sort of normality. It's weird. Mm. And, and in hindsight now, when you look back, what time of year was it again? Because I know there's the, the difference in the timeline from when it then gets shown on our screens. What was the timeline for it you? Been, for... It would have been now. So I'm thinking of everyone oh, wow. who potentially been chosen for this year. And I do I do sort of feel for them because uh, they're not going to get the opportunity now, maybe next year. But it's, it is a shame because it would have been now. So April, so end of April, whole of May and a bit of June. That's filming time. Uh, so, yeah, it would, would they would have been probably going in the house anytime soon. Yeah. It's a bit of time. Um, yeah, so it, this is the time. And, and in hindsight, you're ha- happy with the decision you made and, and what's come off the back of it? Yeah, Obviously, yeah. I'm thinking, but I've got to ask the question, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think yeah. I'll do it again. Everyone else thinks I'm mad saying that. <laughs> it's so but um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, awesome. definitely. 100%. Right, I've got um, got loads of questions and some of have got to go. Can you answer the question? So I'm going to dive into, um, I saw Alexandra had a question, so I'm going to dive straight in there, Alexandra. Great name, by the way. Have you felt like you've had to give away produce, as I was told, to make my virtual events free from customers getting no government funding? Everyone expects freebies or donations to the NHS, but we're all spending a lot of time trying to connect our customers over Zoom. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like we've sort of touched on, every every sort of business element is going to be uh, different. Um, I haven't had we we at the start we offered discounts for NHS workers, but it, it's yeah. a different sort of thing with with us. We don't get. I'm not I'm not based right on top of a hospital or near any anything that's open. The thing open to me is I've got Sainsbury's local and a butcher next door. Um, yeah. Apart from that, that is it. So I mean, going forward, I'm I'm thinking about potentially running some some sort of online competitions and getting 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 a bit more engaged because maybe I am maybe I should be pushing more. But um, it's it's pretty similar at the minute. We any waste we do get, we was delivering to the soup kitchen in Brixton. Now we sort of deliver to to King's Hospital, but there's very minimal waste. I'm I'm finding it. I don't even really have much to give away. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I do get it. I I know from my son, he does football and his coaches. I know that field is struggling because they're having to offer free online sessions where they would be getting their fifty pound for private sessions, personal sessions. Yeah. So I do get that businesses are going to have to sort of adapt but I think if you can sort of uh, what he seems uh, to be getting actually from his 50 plus people tuning in each day is uh, more people so I now tune into this new coach and uh, mm. I'm you know people are DMing him saying oh after this is done I feel like I know you I'll, I'll then join and it's more of a support thing so maybe if you are giving your free sessions for now or it's to to incline your customers to be loyal and maintain after all this that they will they will stay with you maybe you'll see new new people as well yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I was saying um, yesterday that I think what, whatever you can do to stay in touch with your existing customer base at this time so that when things change, and they will change, you're the one at the forefront of their minds, yeah. then that, then that's going to make a difference. Those who are you know, thrown in the towel now and say, oh, it's all gone, what can I do? Um, you know, Never give up hope. Things will change. Yeah. Things will come yeah. again. Um, yeah. I mean, my, my girls, they, they, do, they dance um, literally four or five different classes every week and 
they managed to switch it straight away onto Zoom. So I've got one daughter in the front room, one in the in the other room, both on laptops, both doing dance classes. Yeah. And the only thing that surprised me to start was with was that they kept the pricing the same. And I thought that was quite strong to mm. start with because mm. you're not getting the same level oh, of yeah. teaching. But I can understand why she did that. She's got a business to run and she's yeah. still in the dance studio teaching it, but just to a laptop. So she's still yeah. paying with overhead. So I get it. Yeah. Um, so I think the more people are able to do that, um, and yes, it's a saturated market if you're a personal trainer, for example, but I think things like that, dance classes online, music classes online, Anything yeah. you can do like that. Uh, somebody yesterday on a webinar was doing like dog grooming online. Yeah. Teaching yeah. people to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if it's a business that has the, even the opportunity, like, yeah, PTs, the football coaches, the dance people, then they can still, you can still maintain your business. It will be a lot tougher, yes. And you won't have that in, in interaction like physically right mm. there. But, I mean, if we was doing a little dance now, I'd be all right. I'd copy you. Shall we? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> uh, there was a question about online. Would you ever consider online delivery, Corey says? Uh, it, it was uh, it was a consideration. I put it in the business plan, uh, so it has gone through my mind at some point. I just don't know. I know people would think now is a great time to jump on it. However, I just don't know. I don't know whether. I don't want to go into anything now that I can't achieve successfully. So if I was to suddenly jump onto Uber Eats and, and it was, we did have a massive influx of orders and the staff are like, oh my God, they're coming left, right, centre. And then the baker goes down because he, he's he, fatigued, can't yeah. produce this much. Then I just feel like it would be a risk that I'm not willing to take yet. But it was in my business plan. I did put it in my mind model that we would eventually be on Uber Eats and deliver. And I am delivering locally. So um, I have got two members of my team that go out and we do deliver bread locally um, as far as sort of locally can expand, um, but nothing sort of Uber Eats or deliverers yet. Yeah, I, I think um, I think Piers Lenny was saying this, ex-Dragon um, Den investor who I had on the other day, and he, Piers was saying, um, I, I, I think you should, if, if it's part of your business plan long term, then do it. But if you're literally just doing it for the next, you know, four to eight weeks, what, what's the point in the great scheme of things? Yeah. You know, you're going to throw things off from your normal processes yeah. and the systems you have exactly as you've articulated, yeah. Karina, to be honest. Yeah. Um, got a bread question. I don't know if you can answer this, how much uh, knowledge you've got on the bread side of things. Um, um, Probably not. My friends are developing their own sourdough starter instead of yeast to make bread during lockdown. Any tips that you've got for them? Or do you have to pass that one on and come back to them? If they're doing it, then that, they're already doing it. Aren't they? Are they doing it? I need to know. If or are they wanting to do it? Because if they're already... The, the starter needs to be fed. I know that. If you don't feed, that starter will die. And then you'll have to go and start again. And then that's a whole, another 24 hours to 48 hours of the fermentation. I know that sort of that steps. And... Um, if you DM me after, maybe on Instagram, whoever asked the question, then I'll, I'll run back to one of the bakers if you need some baker tips. Um, right. But that's my sort of tips. I know you need to feed a star and, yeah, sourdough. People make sourdough at home, though, so I know it, this is a I thing. I love sourdough. It's my favourite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Daniel says, hi, Karina. What are you doing now to prepare for the end of the virus and how will you make sure you take advantage of what could be a very buoyant time for your... Industry, great question. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it is a good time for the industry and we can't um, shy away from it. And that's what I, I sort of was explaining to Alex earlier that I was a bit nervous at first, you know, who knows? This is such the fear of unknown and I didn't really know what route I wanted to play. But now I'm seeing it as, yeah, I'm open. I've put the right precautions in place. Um, I'm going to be sort of thinking forward for, for coming out the other end. And that's what I'm going to start to do this week. I've got someone in, in place to help me manage sort of social channels now. Definitely going to get online, do some more sort of things. Interactive, exactly like we were talking about interactive businesses. Because mine, I was thinking, what can I do? I've got a bakery. Okay, great for the local people. But what about if you are stuck at home and you want to make a gingerbread man? I can do that. So I'm going to start sort of putting some classes in place, some Insta Live classes from next week, getting more interactive with my customers. Just keeping them, keeping them interested, keeping everyone excited that we will get through this together. Yes, you're at home, but you can, you know, I'll help you. We'll do an hour session. Look, this is this is like half an hour gone already, isn't it? And it's yeah. it is interactive and it is good to do um, and keep people talking, keep people do being creative. Yeah, and if I can help do that, um, then that's what that's what I'm going to do. And I, I can see a light at the end of the tunnel. It's it's strange for us all, you know. My team are great. They're very upbeat. They're they're very positive, and we've always been like that. So we'll get through it together. And that's that's how I'm like seeing the, the sort of light. Um, I think this one, you you probably answered most of this, but I'll I'll, I'll give it a shout out anyway um, from Alex, who says, um, we saw this one earlier. I was rooting for you to win The Apprentice. Can I ask if you're doing anything virtually uh, whilst your bakeries are closed? We we know the answer to that. I I don't know if you're doing deliveries. Yes, you are. But in terms of any other webinars or Facebook Live, so it's kind of answered you. You preempted that one there, Karina, there. Yeah. Um, It would be good to find out what angle you're going to take. I'm 36 and run a social events organization for over 50s, and I'm trying to use Zoom for them, but it's slow progress. I mean, hey, I mean, my take on this is, you know, it's slow progress for everybody to get up and running. Um, You know, Festival of Enterprise is a physical event, the two biggest, um, Mm -hmm. you know, events places in the UK at the NEC and Olympia and we had to pivot and we just thought you know if we can't have our event at the end of April then what can we do to keep our audience engaged while everybody's at home and lockdown mm-hmm. let's bring them online let's bring as many of our speakers online as we can as many of our sponsors and partners online and keep the conversation going you know provide solutions to problems that businesses are having because everyone's having to adapt it's all brand new for everybody it's completely new and you know the last financial crisis that was 12 years ago man that's such a long time ago for a lot of people mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know if you want to add anything that you're doing with regards to that you said you've got somebody um i mean you've got a platform haven't you at the end of the day with like what forty thousand plus people and then i imagine yeah. that the business has got um, followers as well that you can you can really leverage that. But you know, hey, you know, you're a mum, you've got a son at home, you're running a business, yeah. you have a lot to do. So I think gradually, yeah, like, yeah, it's like anything in life. Like you know, even you can put it back to to applying for the apprentice. I just sort of was winging it, and then when it came to him, was saying, "One, well, you need a business plan," and I was like, "I've never made a business plan." So it's finding your feet, and again with this with the, with the virus and the the new changing times, it's just having to find your feet. So I think if you just take time out, like I've took the two weeks now, I know what I want to do. Built, I've built a plan going forward. Whether it's another two weeks, two months now, at least I know I have a structure in place, and I know how to bring my business forward, so we can see get out on the other side. Yeah. But it's about planning, I think, and adapting to that change. It is. And I, I listen to um, podcast Fern Cotton's Happy Place, which which I love. And she had um, Joe Wicks on there, who was, you know, uh, we were doing the um, 
does the kids work out every morning, you know, 9, 9 a.m. And I think the first first time he ever did like an online class, he had like two people. And mm. now, you know, eight years later, which isn't a massive amount of time in the great community, eight years later, he was getting over a million people watching wow. his live stream yeah. from all over the world. So yeah. it's like any of this, you know, and, and again, you know, my podcast is an example, two, two, two downloads in week one and now, Three years later, it's 145 countries around the world. I mean, it's nuts. If if you if you just are consistent, I think build momentum, um, and you, you you've got a great outlet there that you can do something. Even if it's like you said, like half an hour a day. I saw Sabrina Stocker. We had had her on yesterday. She's doing something like every day on um, on on her platform there on Insta, and um, it just builds over time. I think it's a, it's a great yeah. thing to do at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I agree. A um, bunch of more questions have come in while I've been wittering away to myself there. Um, would you ever consider expanding the business, i.e. opening in other locations? That was something I was going to ask you before. Like what, in general, business plans have you, have yeah. you had? Have you had to adapt? Like what were your 2020, 2021 plans? Oh, it was all, I was like, I went into 2020, like probably most of the people in here and most people that I know, uh, oh, this is my year. I had yeah. such a good plan. I was like, this is it. Bought a yeah. good journal. I was like, 2020 planner. And now it's like, ah, oh, nothing's in the week. Um, yeah, no new shops. So, yeah, I had found two great locations. Um, yeah, but again, what can we do? We're in this. Uh, we have to. We have to get on with it. I'm not going to dwell and be like, oh. In if anything, I've managed to flip it now to a sort of blessing in disguise that the two new sites that I had found, um, and I was about to start fitting them out, signing leases. It was really, all sort of, yeah, wow. I was just okay. getting into it. And then yeah. this is it. But blessing in disguise that I hadn't signed any leases and that I hadn't fitted them out. Because if I was in there, they would be shut because they would be solely coffee shops. I wasn't going to put bakeries on site. So I'm seeing it as I'm going to focus solely on Hearn Hill now, whether it be that for the whole year. Uh, the other sites were Beckenham and Brixton. Um, whether whether they, they go ahead or not this year, maybe it'll be next year. But I'm sure the landlord's not going to be in, in – no one's going to be rushing to take the sites anytime soon. So no. I'm hoping that I'll manage to do it at some point after after everything. Yeah, and I, I think you're right um, that you just take that as a, as a lesson learned and a blessing in disguise that you, you weren't in, a, in that kind of situation where you've got two brand-new shops. Um, oh, yeah. And, and other people would have made that mistake, clearly. Um, have you yeah. – so to answer me, the thinking behind that is quite interesting. So there were just going to be coffee shops. So I was going to – so I, I pr proposed to Lord Sugar during the apprentice process that Hearn Hill would act as a hub for the yes. next two – slash three, but that's pushing it – two new shops. Um, 2020, get the two new shops. And we was on on track to, to sort of tick off the business plan. I, I kept it very um, – because Claude said, "Oh, don't run before you can walk." I was like, "I'm not walk I'm not uh, running. This is walk two shops. I can manage. Yeah. I, I can manage ten uh, in the first year." But I said, "This is." I was taking baby steps with it. So we found the two shops. We was going to ship out from Hearn Hill. I made sure they were in that five mile radius. Uh, get the delivery van. I had a new baker about to start. Like I was literally, wow. it was going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but that's that's what I mean. They were just going to be solely sort of coffee shop style with with your bread uh, there, but it wouldn't have been made there. It would have been yeah. on the Hearn Hill Hub. Um, so, yeah, so, again, they, they would have had to, to close, which would have been a shame. Yeah, so you just, just mothball it, don't you? You've still got the idea there and the plans are there and you could easily turn that tap on again once yeah. uh, 
once this is over. And I think, you know, clearly landlords are going to be biting people's arms off yeah, uh, when, exactly, when things yeah. do open up. And, and likewise, access to funding if the banks do what the government's telling them to do at the moment, because I think they've still only lent uh, like a grain in the sand compared to, you know, like a million pounds, like 10 million pounds out of 300 billion that's allegedly available. So mm. uh, I know we've had a lot of questions about that. But uh, were you obviously looking like where you're based, Hern Hill, were you keeping them with all southwest London then? Yeah, so Brixton yeah. Is up the road. It was just such a great spot. I, I, I didn't want to say no. It was fantastic. It's like an arch, though. It, you know the archways. That's where Hearn Hill is. So it's a lovely sort of arch under the rail station. Same with Brixton. Uh, Beckenham was just a nice high street. So I chose them too because they were near. Um, you know, again, it's it's it was perfect. It, it met my business plan, and that's what I wanted to stick to. I like to have a good plan, a solid solid plan, and stick to it and get a run with it. Push yeah. back slightly now, but no. It's okay. And um, interested to know, a few people have asked me, um, how, how does a split work between what you do with regards to you and your sister, Rach? How does, how does that work? And how did that come about? Is the, who right. oh, she's always, whatever I do, she's there. So I, it's quite funny, really. She's uh, she's always been slightly lost in, in career choice and academically. And I was always the one, the sort of achiever and the go-getter. Um, so it's I've, I've always sort of, not had to carry her, but I've always, you know, if I went into retail, she went into retail. If I left M&S, she left M&S. If I, I pushed her to go and be a manager at House of Fraser, uh, pre with them sort of tumbling. Um, yeah. And she went and did that successfully. But then the minute I sort of had the idea that, oh, I sort of want a coffee shop, bakery, uh, why don't we do that? Uh, she was still at M&S at this point. She went back to M&S. And then I, I asked her to come on board full time and, She's, she's great with visual layouts, so she was running the visual merchandising of Marks and Spencer. So I thought, well, this is good for branding. You know, that's what my ethos is, that personality is the brand, and it will be different. It will stand out on high street. So she's massively helped me with that. Uh, but she, she's day-to-day. She understands, the again, my whole thing around customer service. She just gets it. And it, it's great to have a family member slash business partner that, that gets it. Because, yeah. like I say to a lot of people, if you have a tiff with your brother or your wife or whatever – you know, it's it's water for ducks back the next day. Same with me and Rachel. If we dispute anything, at the minute I was disputing bank holiday, do we open on Monday? I've, I've blanketed it now, made a decision, that's it. Everyone has to roll with it. Um, but yeah, once she gets that, which they've all got now, that that's it. Someone needs to make a decision, get it, go run with it. And uh, she's good at that now. She's, she's, she's a supportive sort of partner, which is good. Nice. Um, Eddie asks, and I'm, I'm sure you've been asked this before, but um, how many years do you think it would have taken to get Doe to the position it is in now? And when you're you about to expand to, to another couple of locations, if you hadn't gone on The Apprentice, met Lord Sugar, da 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 da. Yeah. So I still was going to do it regardless of the show or not. I still had the, the brand and the vision and bigger than the one shot in my brain. And I, it just would have took a bit longer. Um, so say I went and this hadn't happened, got two new shots this year, uh, got a new bakery hub next year, then opened another three. Then that's fine. That's the investment. That's, that would what that, that is what the investment's for. Uh, so yeah, I would have just had to sort of flip each shop as I went. So make some money. All right, get a new shop, make some money, get a new shop. It would have just been a lot slower. Um, yeah. but yeah, everything happens for a reason. I'm glad I went on the show and I applied and won. It's crazy. And now I've got Lord Sugar as a business partner. It's fantastic. 
Indeed, it must be. Um, and, and what do you think your your biggest strength is? You, you talked about your sister there, but I'm always always interested to know about the, the people behind the stories. Um, what, what do you think your biggest strengths are at the moment? Um, I think I'm very. I hear it from my team more so the the fact that I'm um, I can how can I put it steer a good ship. So I'm good at I've always been good at leadership. I know that um, I've always been good at running the team and and uh, managing effectively. I think and getting results. That's what I'm good at. I'm I've always sort of oh, how can I explain it since. I don't know if I've been a leader and manager 10 years, over 10 years, say 12 years, whatever. I've always managed to sort of find the balance of being humble. Everyone thinks, wow, you're so humble. You you know, I like to do jobs with my team. I don't set them up and leave them and then check back. That's not my leadership style at all. I'll set them up, do it with them. You know, we talk about their day, weekend, whatever. Uh, it's, it's just the people skills. I don't know. I feel like it's, it is a good strength of mine. I've heard it a lot. And, um, and when I was in The Apprentice, the sort of being able to manage, effectively in effect because people were like how did you get on with Lottie like that how did you manage someone so so what's the word um, <laughs> I was the only one that, that could do that and I don't know it must just it's a strength yeah yeah. yeah and it's yeah bloody important one at the moment in, or in all times um, so you probably answered a fair bit of this but I'm going to read them out anyway just to give them a shout out but Eddie says I haven't seen a local bakery offer a home delivery service it wasn't something that I anticipated I needed but now with third party companies offering the service like Uber Eats Just Eat etc for a big percentage I add uh, do you see dough jumping on board so people can have their fresh bed home delivered kind of covered that um, or is visiting the shop part of the dough experience, which may be hindered with a delivery service? That's a that's a good one to get your opinion on, I suppose. Yeah, do you think um, visiting the shop is part of the experience? Um, yeah, I, I, look, I said dough was all about the experience, but what we're finding, because um, I have run a lot of the deliveries myself locally, and uh, it is a bit of a drop and then leave at doorstep, ring bell, step back. It's the same with what Amazon are doing with me. Yeah. Uh, they'll either wait to see if I come down or, or they'll go, fine. Um, but what a lot of the customers are saying is it, even to see someone, uh, you know, from down the garden path, a smiling face, you know, uh, they've got their fresh bread, hot cross buns, you know, we'll have a little chat. And and I think it feels like it makes their day. I've had emails from some of my elderly customers that have managed to email. I'm quite, I was like, oh, are you sure you can bank transfer? And they were like, yeah. I was like, you don't have to. But they, they, people are, are learning in, in these new times. And, uh, mm. yeah, it is nice sort of to still – give a slight dough experience and that that smile and that that sort of friendly face it means a lot to to the sort of customers of Pern Hill the the ones that are regulars anyway they like to see it but um yeah so they're still getting the experience and the product is the experience as well you know the great product that it it can make someone's day and it really I've seen it now that it actually does Mm. I know people were asking before um I've kind of scrolled all the way down the questions now but I know a couple of people put have put put before about um how much involvement you have with with lord sugar and um, how often do you see him and i'm sure it, it wasn't that long ago that you were celebrating um anniversary and lord sugar yeah, was there yeah. and you're launching a new range is that right yeah. yeah yeah that was uh crazy i think it was the second of march so yeah, there you go, about a month yeah. Ago, yeah. So, it's gone so quick so second of march it was two years of dough we launched a vegan range it came down we had all the previous winners of The Apprentice uh, in the shop to sort of celebrate as well. We did a big piece around 
the winners and what they're doing now. The, that went into one of the papers. And, um, yeah, it was nice to do some interviews alongside Lord Sugar on the new range and our plans for the year. Uh, how times have changed. Yeah. Um, crazy. Right, yeah. When so like, this is it, Beckenham's opening. He said it was opening end of April. I was like, whoa. It was out there. <laughs> That's too soon. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, we was really positive. And um, I still speak to him a lot. Uh, obviously, he's he's now um, self-isolating himself in Florida. That's where he's based. Um, oh, is so, it? I didn't know that. Uh, uh, didn't know that. Uh, so yeah, he comes back over to film The Apprentice normally. He spends a few months back in the UK but then he does reside there. So, um, yes, yeah, so he's there. We, we take some long, um, long, long sort of board calls over, over the phone and conference calls once a week, and he's there accessible on email and WhatsApp. So I do talk to him. If I need anything, I'll just ping him a line. But um, yeah. he's good, yeah. He's, he's quick at getting back. Well, I, I suppose it's like, you know, if you can keep your head above water or, you know, do more than that and actually, you, you know, still turn a profit in these times, you just think, you could survive anything at the end of the day. Yeah. Like you say, one minute your plans were, you know, we're, we're opening the new location in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now we've got something, and here's the new range, and this is a big load of PR from all of the winners coming and Lord Sugar rocking up, you yeah. know. And now, yeah, it's just all about surviving now. Uh, get through, and then you, you will switch the focus. See how we saw how quick it can change from, yeah, exactly what you just said. Oh, we're opening two new shops, load of press to mm. no press survive get through and then we'll go again when we're out the other side um yeah. that's that's all we we can do at, at the minute and we saw on one of the other webinars i did with chatting um and a couple of questions coming up from other business owners and, and somebody was saying who relies on china a lot for their production and they were saying this was only last week that they've already seen a massive upturn in what's happening in the chinese factories and the fact that they are producing products again able to ship them. I saw, you know, my old business um, was Virgin Atlantic. I was there for 16 years and I saw a couple of the crew that I used to be friends with posting up this week saying like flights to China have started again, like for commercial uh, purposes mm. as well. So I think, you know, things are moving in the right direction. Um, all we can do is hope we're all in, in you know, in the same yeah. situation. Um, yeah. I think you are, you know, clearly solving a problem and you're keeping in touch with your customers and the more I think you can, you know, use that platform that you've got, which you've, you've clearly thought about as well, yeah. then, um, you know, hats off to you at the end of the day. Thanks. Thanks for talking to me. So right. I've got a couple of last questions. Okay. Uh, we're just finishing up. So I've got most, everyone's still here. I think we've literally lost two people. That's it. So, um, <laughs> have you had to discipline staff and, um, what are your weaknesses? I'll let you pick which one of those two questions you want to answer. <laughs> It's quite discipline. Is this team is no? I literally there's this is it's just a dream team. I know it's like such a cliche to say, but they're just so fantastic. I say it all the time. Like I've had zero turnover of staff. They've all been with me since day one. Brilliant. So we're two years into Joe now, and they they love their job. I had one of my girls off in Paris at the beginning of the year. She's like, can't wait to get back to work. I was like, no, Jade enjoy your time and um yeah so we do make it a great place to work and that's really important for my team i've had to discipline staff previously in other jobs yes um I, I, again i feel like that's probably an, an easy route for me i don't find it hard to manage people what are your weaknesses i think it could be a weakness that strength could be a weakness because sometimes i've uh, been told um not control freak but i like to not delegate you know so whether i say oh 
uh, I'm better at it now, but I would be like, right, right, um, do the rotor. And then I'll be like, oh, why have you put her in there? When yeah. You know, so I feel like don't, yeah. I'm, I'm trying not to, to set jobs for my team and responsibility and then slowly take it away from them, you know, in a, in a sort of weird way. Uh, so, yeah, delegation is probably, probably a weakness. That is a classic one for entrepreneurs, I have to say. Being it would find it hard, I know. Yeah. I'm much better at it. And, um, yeah, another thing for, for most sort of business owners like, is switching off, isn't it? Like, well, I don't. I don't switch off. Um, you go away on holiday and you're still, like, checking them emails, checking that. Oh, yeah. Check are they all right? Is yeah. everyone okay? Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just a, a thing. But I don't think that's a weakness. It's a... No, and it's the same, you know, whether, you know, I've interviewed like a Richard Reed from Innocent through to a, a, a Ray Kelvin from Ted Baker, you know, like billion pound businesses. And, it, and it's the same thing. Can't they try and switch off? Like, like Ray will go fishing or something like that. Um, but it's still in the back of your mind and you still like, go, I still should have sent that email. You're still, still there. To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah. Same for me as well, I have to say, but um is what it is, isn't it? Um, if, if your passion is your hobby and your hobby is your passion, then you never work a day in your life, do you? Yeah, that's the same. Um, well, Ed, Eddie says he's been uh, he's been to your shop and he loves it. So finish with, uh, with, uh, with something nice. Um, oh, here we go. A couple have flown in. Oh, here we go. Last questions then. I'm not sure if you can answer this. Do customers ever stay for too long without ordering anything? I understand you have limited table space, so are there scenarios where you have to tell people to either order something or leave? Oh. So the people are like trying to work away from um, from home who haven't got an office and sit there craving a coffee for eight hours with their laptop. <laughs> uh, well, not at this time. Uh, not this time no. no sit-ins for two weeks. Uh, so, so no. I don't know, Eddie, if you're referring to now with the sort of corona with the virus that we're are my limiting people. So if you're talking about that, then yes, they come in, they go, there's no conversation. Hi and bye. Hope you're well. Thanks for being open next. So it has to be really swift. And a lot of people play, play by the rules and everyone understands that. And if you're talking about prior, um, no, no one really sort of outstays their welcome. If that's what you mean. Like, yes, there's a table space, um, but it sent, kind of manages itself. I don't know how, like the time, like, oh, they'll go and then them not come in. Uh, sort of waves. My sister's quite good at, you know, spotting a laptop in the corner and coming over. Oh, do you need another coffee? Having your lunch with us? Like, she's quite good at that. Um, yeah. but otherwise, most people are right. Yeah. Nice. Um, and just to finish up with, Alex says, what percentage of customers are regulars? Well, I haven't worked out any percentages on it, but is a there is a quite a huge regular sort of custom base. Um, I'm, I'd have to do a bit of delving because prior again to the apprentice, it was yeah, I would a lot. I, I don't know percentage, but a lot of sort of repeat custom, and we 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 based um, we sort of relied on heavily for the the local Hernhill community. After the apprentice, we've had people, other people come from North London, Manchester, Scotland, Ireland, everywhere. Wow. And um, people now travel to come to see us. Uh, so, so there we're finding that it's opened up a lot of doors. Obviously, sort of the wholesale element. We've opened up a lot of them. Them sort of customers, B two Bs. So yeah, I haven't got a percentage for you, but there's still we have a massive sort of regular customer base. Awesome. Um, yeah. Thank you so much Hi. for having you uh, for coming on board today. Um, we've. Had you on for an hour. Apologies for everyone for getting started. There's a bit of a 10-minute delay there, but um, everyone stayed with us, so massively appreciate that. Oh, thanks, guys. Um, 
And easiest way to get hold of you is clearly through your, your Instagram, Instagram. Which, is, which is your name. There can't be many Karina Lepore's in the in Karina it. Lepore, little <laughs> underscore at the end. That's me. That's you. So um, if I've missed any questions or anything, that's my easiest social channel. I'm not great on LinkedIn, you know, but I'll, I'll get better. But um, Instagram, I'm, I'm there if you've got any questions. Awesome. Um, well, wish you all the best. Carry on doing well. And next time, I mean, I miss coming to London. I used to literally come up every week, um, you know, to do interviews oh, and yeah. about podcasts and stuff. So um, when I'm back, I will come and visit Doug. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a thing. We'll do a thing, 100%. So I hope you enjoyed me chatting to Karina as much as I did. Really enjoyed it. Um, She's very engaging, very charismatic, and it's a great story. So free live webinar coming your way Thursday, 12 p.m. I'm going to be talking how to become a thought leader with podcasting. It's being hosted on the Festival of Enterprise platform. So to register for this, you just need to go to festivaloventerprise.co.uk and register for my live webinar. Uh, We'd love to have you join us. I've been doing this uh, every week, getting a bit good at it now, I think, or getting confident about it anyway, um, getting super engagement on there, getting a really high turn up rate of nearly 80% as well, which I think is good. Um, And yeah, I love teaching. I love training. It's my most favorite thing. I also do it live in my Podpreneur Facebook group, which is free. It's a private group, but it's free to join. Um, We've had over 20 people launch brand new podcasts since we started this group less than two months ago now, uh, which is epic. And people are becoming accountable. People are giving each other advice in there without me jumping in all the time, which is what I wanted. I wanted some self-perpetuating, self-fulfilling group. So that's epic as well. Um, So if you're not a member, please dive in and join us. We'd love to have you in there. Um, and yeah, that that's it for this week, guys. I hope uh, I want to point you back in the direction to think is helpful. Uh, last Saturday, if you didn't listen to it, my, my updated routines, my morning, evening and mid routine, which I've got a little one as well. Um, I find these super helpful to be in control of how I begin and finish my day. Uh, and it's really important to me and it's worked really well for me uh, the last year or so since I've um, implemented these in my life. So I'll point you in that direction. Um, and yeah, have an awesome week. Thank you for listening to the show. I greatly appreciate it. Um, thank you. If you found value in this free podcast, all I ask is that you tell somebody else about it. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social tagging me in the screw it, just do it hashtag. But if you do, I promise to give you a shout out on a future episode and you have my eternal thanks. I'm at Alex Chisnell on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook, plus at Alexander Chisnell on Instagram. Alongside the Screw It, Just Do It Facebook page, this houses the Screw It, Just Do It community and has the most up-to-date information on all things Screw It, Just Do It, including all of our live events. I love hearing from you. If you either message me on LinkedIn or email alex at screwitjustdoit.org, I promise to reply. Just give me a little time.